This is Roberta Foster. Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. And today I'm pleased to welcome Mike McGarry to Author's Corner. He's written the book Discover, Questioning Your Way to Faith, which is published by New Growth Press. And he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. First, let me tell you a little bit about Mike. He has served as a youth pastor for nearly 20 years and is the founder director of Youth Pastor Theologian, an organization committed to training youth workers to practice theology in youth ministry. He's passionate about investing in the next generation. He's also the author of A Biblical Theology of Youth Ministry and Lead Them to Jesus. He also co-hosts the podcast Thanos to Theos, which covers comics, the gospel, and youth ministry. So Mike, it's a real pleasure having you with us today. It's good to be with you today. So you say that at some point or another, every Christian will have questions about God, the Bible, and how the gospel applies to life, and that's perfectly normal. But you also indicate that that's very common amongst teens and teenagers, and that seems to be who you are primarily directing this book toward. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Well, I find, as I was looking through the book, that these are questions that probably just about everybody has had or may still have in our life <laughs> today, true. even as adults. So um, yeah. why did you put this book together? Yeah, well, I've served as a youth pastor for 18 years, and um, my, my heart really goes out to the next generation, and uh, that's a calling that God has given me. So. Uh, and I have two teenagers <laughs> at home, too, so that's definitely a factor. Um, and so, yeah, in my ministry with, with students, they, they ask really difficult and insightful questions, and I always laugh whenever a student begins a question saying something like, so I know this is stu- a stupid question that I should already know the answer to, but... And then they ask some, like, brilliant question that uh, Christian theologians have been debating for the last 2,000 years or whatever. Um, and they just—teenagers have really deep and insightful questions when you set—when um, you provide the opportunity and a safe opportunity mm-hmm. for them to ask their questions without feeling like they're going to get ashamed or they're going to get— rebuked for asking this or whatever, they have really good questions that I think we would do very well to take seriously. So it's stated that the book is comprised of 20 of the most common questions that teenagers ask. Uh, What do you find maybe is one of the most interesting of those? Oh, well, it depends on how you define the word interesting, (laughs) right? True. That's such a wonderful word. (laughs) It can mean anything. Um, Yeah, a lot of these are questions that teenagers ask indirectly. Um, I, I don't know how many times I've explicitly been asked by teenagers about the Trinity, uh-huh. for example. There's a, a host of questions about like end times and will Jesus really return and uh, about the Holy Spirit. So these are questions that teenagers often ask sideways and they ask indirectly. Um, there are other questions, uh, for example, questions about sex and dating. Uh, about um, LGBTQ, about evolution, um, things like this. The teenager is very much a, a hot topic mm-hmm. in their schools and on social media. 
um, direct kind of conflict points between Christianity and the culture that really teenagers are caught in the crosshairs oftentimes. Um, and so there, some of these questions are very practical, um, hot-button questions that students are asking directly, and others are questions that uh, oftentimes church kids um, uh, are asking but they're not always asking it in the exact way that it's listed in the table of contents, uh-huh. but they're asking questions like, hey, so what makes Christianity different from other religions, right? That's really a question about the Trinity. Um, and, and so uh, okay. these types of questions are, are really common questions that teenagers do have, and when you show them the table of contents, they're going to look at this and say, yeah, those are all questions that I have, even if they're not explicitly asked in that same way. Does that make sense? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Well, you brought up the issue of the Trinity, and in your book you say that this is actually a question you wish more people would ask, and so why is that? Yeah, um, uh, the Trinity really is at the heart of what it means to be a Christian. Um, uh, Theologians uh, generally agree, Christian theologians generally agree, that all of Christianity is actually an explanation of the Trinity. Uh, it, because it's who God is. Um, and so you can't be a Christian if you deny the Trinity. That, that's just that's something other than Christianity. And yet, how often do we really talk about the Trinity uh, with teenagers, both as, as parents um, and as youth pastors even? Sometimes it can be one of those issues and, and topics that we feel under-equipped to discuss, mm-hmm. um, and we don't want to be accidental heretics. <laughs> yeah. So instead, we just never talk about it, and then we're graduating teenagers who then go off to college and uh, the workforce, and um, they, they call themselves Christians, but they really don't know what it means to say God is three in one, so yeah. it, it quickly slips away, uh, even though that really is the theological heart of what it means to be a Christian. Well, as you explain it a couple of different ways uh, in your book, uh, it definitely is one of those important questions, but as you said, it's still something that most of us struggle with explaining. So the fact that you covered it in your book is very helpful for uh, parents, for adults as in general, um, and if people want to know what you actually said, they'll find it through your book called Discover Questioning Your Way to Faith, and this is a book that's published by New Growth Press. And so, Mike, um, Mental health and suicide are extremely hot topics of the day, and so tell us about how you cover that in your book. Yeah, I I talk about, there's a chapter on mental health, uh, primarily anxiety and depression. Um, There's also a chapter on um, suicide and how do we make sense of that. Mm -hmm. Those are really difficult. Um, Those are some of the most difficult chapters. Uh, to write yeah. on a on a personal level, because it's not just a um, impersonal, abstract theological question, mm-hmm. right? It, it really mm-hmm. strikes at so many um, struggles and insecurities that so many of us um, face. And um, in general, my approach with um, anxiety and, and depression is to encourage students to. Um, 
to seek the Lord, uh, to pray, read your Bible, and take your medicine. I know sometimes <laughs> we can talk about uh, mental health in a way that we either emphasize, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a mental health condition, so take your medicine and get a counselor. Uh, and there's really not much spiritual connection to it. Um, there have even been times when I've had students um, who I knew were going through hard seasons and were seeing a, a counselor or a therapist who sometimes have even been hospitalized, and uh, the parents have kind of told me, um, yeah, just don't mention it to them. Just don't talk to them about it. It's like, okay, so I'm their youth pastor. You don't want me to talk to them as if mm-hmm. the gospel has nothing to say uh, because they have a counselor and medicine instead, right? And that, and that seems not right. Um, and on the other extreme, you have some who, who say, well, you, you just need to pray more, and you need to read the Bible more, and God will heal you. And that that's, um, I think, theologically incomplete as well. Mm-hmm. So I tried to walk that, that road of, of saying um, the fall, like the condition of sin, uh, has corrupted uh, our, our bodies. That's not always because of something conscious that we have done, uh, but just because the effects of the fall on our, our body and on creation. And so when we feel anxious and when we feel stressed, um, and then we, we can use that anxiety and we can use that depression to actually drive us to our God uh, who provides and who saves and who loves us. And um, yeah, they can be reminders that we aren't in control and that we, we are not self-sufficient, but we are dependent on God who, who loves us and who cares for us. Mm. Was there any one of the chapters that you wrote that was maybe more difficult for you than others? Um, yeah, I would point to two in, in different ways. Um, one of them was the, the chapter on uh, chapter 9 about will Jesus really return? Mm. Because it's difficult to, uh, to capture all the different views on sure. the return of Christ in just five pages. <laughs> so to to really faithfully summarize all those different views, and obviously I personally have one view, uh, but how do I how do I represent the different views sure. in a way that is uh, fair, uh, so that someone who believes that would say yes, that is accurate to what I believe, um, while also drawing together what do we share in common? What mm-hmm. do all these different views? together, and why does it matter, right? Yeah. Uh, so that was um, kind of theologically, from a nerdy side of things, <laughs> that was a, a difficult chapter to write. Okay. Um, and, and then, personally, the chapter on um, on suicide, right, chapter 18, yeah. does committing suicide condemn you to hell? That's a really difficult chapter sure. uh, for, for all the obvious reasons, primarily, um why would a student be asking that? Yeah. Um, e- either they, they have a friend um, mm-hmm. who is suicidal or who has committed suicide, or they themselves are struggling. And so I, I wanted to be very careful to, to answer a question that is not really written about or addressed, um, probably out of concerns for triggering um, mm-hmm. students and, and almost right. providing uh, an escape hatch mm-hmm. um, from a way that they could see it that way. But at the same time feeling like, but there are a lot of kids who who have this question yeah. and where can they go 
to find an answer. Um, so trying to trying to provide some guidance and some help on that really, really difficult question in a way that also clearly says, if you are asking this for your own self, please seek help. Do not yes. use this chapter to give yourself comfort to make a terrible decision. Great. Um, so that was a really pastorally and personally, that was a difficult one to write. I can totally understand, and yet I also appreciate the fact that you included it because it is such, um, it, it's just way too commonly um, happening amongst our church kids today. So yeah. uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, uh, Mike, as you put the book together, did you have an idea of how you think it would be best be used? Is it something that's just supposed to be read through by yourself, or do you ha- did you have other ways in mind? Yeah, I know that some students are going to read it just on their own, um, but I, I primarily wrote it to be read either with a parent or with a mentor or to be read in context of a, a small group setting with others. So the chapters are really short, so they can literally just read it with someone else. Um, and then there's discussion questions uh, at the end of each chapter. Uh, for for students and a, a mentor, parent, a small group leader, uh, to be able to discuss that chapter and unpack it together. Great. Well, today I'm talking with Mike McGarry. He wrote Discover, Questioning Your Way to Faith, and it is published by New Growth Press. Um, Mike, in our introduction, we also mentioned that uh, you are in ministry with an organization called Youth Pastor Theologians, so why don't you give us a a brief overview of that? Yeah, thanks. Uh, Youth Pastor Theologians is a new ministry, um, and it uh, is a a ministry that's committed to helping youth workers to pursue theological depth in their ministry to teenagers, Uh, because if the mission of youth ministry is not just to make teenage disciples, that the mission of youth ministry is to make adult disciples Mm. whose faith took root during the teen years, and we're not having theological conversations, then what do we really expect to happen? So we want to empower youth workers to have those theological conversations with confidence. All right. Well, we sure appreciate your time with us, Mike, and how can people find out more about this book? Uh, They can find the book on the New Growth Press website or any other place where you buy your book. Um, And you can follow me on social media at Youth Theologian. And books books and other uh, resources are all shared there. Well, we do appreciate your time with us. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And as a reminder, if you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join us again next time. 